best marketers sell with story and the best storyteller wins the customer and the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business, just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to eingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there'll be a link. There you can download the perfect video case study planner, the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. On this episode, I've got an introvert that became an expert seller, but not through closing, not through always be closing. And then eventually she had an employee on house arrest. Uh, crazy story there. It was a really interesting story. And then she took that the problems that that employee caused and made them into a book. And from that book actually launched her book career, booklaunchers.com. And books, for anyone out there knows that if you've had a successful book, it can change your business, it can change your life. But even if it's not quote-unquote successful, it's how you define it. So on this episode, we're going to talk about defining that success, the mindset that you really need going into your book, um, the big mistake that most subject matter experts make as authors, and how Julie Broad, our guest, inadvertently used video marketing to launch her new business. And I think it's a crucial point for how she's using video marketing now, but how really you really should be using video marketing. Uh, awesome episode, especially if you're thinking about writing a book, which I probably most of you are. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. I am Garlic here, and my guest today, Julie Broad, is have a, has a sales background, real estate background, and now has launched an amazing service to help people publish their nonfiction books. And I love there's because there's a lot of things in this that we're going to talk about today that I think are critical because I've published books and not published books I've written and not edited books. And I've done all the stuff that she helps you work with today. And I know a lot of you listening are in the process of writing books and you try and decide how to do it. Should I get a ghostwriter? And I think today's topic will be very, very relevant. Pretty much anyone that does marketing. Um, Julie, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I love, you know, I was looking through booklaunchers.com. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about, first of all, your background. How did you get to this point? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and by the way, I'm calling Julia on this. She's doing the interview from her closet. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. And I even showed him video to prove it. But <laughs> <laughs> 
But whatever it takes, whatever it takes, and I think that's an important point. Whatever it takes, people think think things should be sexy and lovely and perfect, and that's the it's the exact opposite. Nothing ever is, and you have to do what it takes. And and podcast from closets, perfect example. <laughs> but how did you get to the closet in the podcast and bookwatchers dot com? Well, the closet was a short walk, but uh, okay. <laughs> the rest of it was a long journey. <laughs> uh, it, it's, I mean, the, sh- the short version is that I started uh, in sales when I first graduated from university, basically because it was the best paying job there was. Even though I'm a high introvert and, and selling actually was terrifying for me, but you know, it was all about, okay, I got I to gotta pay off this student loan. How do I get that done? So I ended up in sales. And through that, because I was quite shy and really, um, you know, sales wasn't on the surface a good fit for me, I had to find ways to sell or lose my job. And what I discovered was that if you really help people solve a problem and you're not in it for getting, you know, it's not all about closing, you know, the, the, the old sales mantra, even the sales training I took way back when, you was always be closing. But in fact, you know, for me, that made me nervous. But if I was just listening to people and trying to figure out how I can help them and how I could solve their problem, then I was in a position where I actually ended up selling a whole bunch of things and I felt completely comfortable doing it. So that was kind of my, my sales, you know, in the beginning, that's how I got into sales and actually came to really like selling. You know, it's, it's important. You know, if you have to, if you have to eat, which, you know, we all do, uh, selling is critical skill for all of us. So, uh, yeah, so sales led to real estate largely because uh, I was in a job that I kept thinking it's going to be a long life of working for somebody else and I wanted to have a plan B. And I kept working, but I started to invest in real estate on the side. And uh, when I finally decided that I was done working for somebody else and quit, that's when I went full-time into real estate. Um, to get to book publishing from there. <laughs> well, tell, tell me about real estate. Where were, where were you in yeah, real okay, estate? Good. And and how and what kind of real estate? And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, cool. Um, real estate. I, I'm Canadian, so you'll probably hear it when I say words like process and progress. Then you'll go, "Oh, yeah, she's a Canadian." <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, real estate for me, like I said, it was really the plan B. Like I had this this idea that I called it Freedom 35. I wanted to be free from working for somebody else by the time I was 35. I wasn't actually patient enough, and I, I quit. <laughs> I quit when I was 30 <laughs> in 2008, by the way, which was really an epically bad time to decide to go full time into real estate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I did it anyway. Um, and the kind of real estate that I did, uh, I partnered with my boyfriend at the time who, you know, became my husband, thankfully, because that would have been really messy uh, had, had we not got married. Uh, we did all kinds of strategies because I actually went back to school and did an MBA after we'd purchased a few properties. So I had no no money and no credit. So we kind of went down the creative real estate investing path and, and bought, you know, anything that we could get our hands on where we didn't have to put our own money into, uh, which led to lots of crazy stories, including uh, our property manager, you know, the only guy that would manage a property that were two properties that we bought uh he ended up punching a tenant and (laughs) yeah well i mean he punched a lot of tenants but this particular one what (laughs) yeah it's very rough area so he punched a tenant and the tenant hit his head on the ground and later died (gasps) so i'm sorry i laughed no i know i felt bad when you were laughing i'm like you're not gonna want to laugh when you know where this story goes 
so that he got charged with manslaughter, um, but nobody else would manage our property. So we ended up having to negotiate him on a house arrest so that he could still manage our properties because we didn't live in that city. It was in Niagara Falls and we lived in Toronto, Canada at the time. So he was on house arrest managing our properties, but his whole life just spiraled down from there. And the properties ended up becoming known crack houses. And it was just, we ended up having to go to court and plead guilty to fire code violations and everything just became a complete mess from there. Uh, and that is actually how I ended up coming to write my first book because, you know, there was all these people talking about all this money you can make and no money down real estate and get rich with real estate. And I'm sitting there going, y- y- maybe. <laughs> 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 and so I wrote my first book basically saying, look, like real estate can be great if you do it with the right mindset and the right approach, but there's a lot of stuff out there that can lead you to a lot of problems. And, you know, a lot of times no money down just means you're getting somebody else's problem. And are you ready for it? Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's a great story. Uh, because I, I think the key there is what, you know, you took, I mean, for some people that'd be devastating for most of the population. What you just told me would be, we're laughing about it, but but it'd be devastating. Uh-huh. And you took it and made it into your first book. And I think that's a, a crucial point for people have to realize is it's it's not the cool stuff that happens in your life that's gonna make you better. It's the the stuff that how you handle the stuff that really sucks. And that's okay. awesome. And uh so you publish your first book. How did that go? Uh the it went extraordinarily well, but before it got there, um, I was in talks with Wiley uh, to publish my first book, and it went back and forth, back and forth. And and, and I, I talked to another publisher as well, but you know Wiley was really the best option for Canadian real estate books. But it came down, uh, you know, I thought the email that was coming in was going to be my book deal, but in fact, the deal, the the email that came in was a rejection, saying that they didn't think I had a strong enough marketing platform to sell books, and you know we're not going to work with you as a published author. So I was devastated because I thought this was, you know, this was the be all end all at this point. I really wanted to be a published author and now I had no way of doing it. Um, My husband kept saying, you know, you, they wanted you to write a book you didn't want to write anyway. They had us. They had us working on a book, uh, real estate investing as a couple, you know, which which was actually not at all a book I wanted to write. But I just was so <laughs> caught up in the idea of becoming a published author that I was like, okay, let's write this book. But uh, a couple years later, I published the book that I thought should be written, not the one that they were telling me would sell, and that was more than cash flow. Now, the cool part, like I said, it was kind of against the grain. You know, it was everybody was talking about how to make money in real estate. And I'm saying, you might not even want to be a real estate investor. And and so it was really kind of opposite. And people loved it. And a lot of people in the industry actually got behind it and supported it. And what happened was my book, you know, this niche self-published book that, that even Wiley said wouldn't sell, uh, went to number one overall on Amazon. It was hanging out with Dan Brown and Game of Thrones. And this is this is a printed book. Like, this is $25. There's no gimmicks behind this. And uh, and that's just because everybody kind of got behind it. It was, you know, a strike of lightning. I'm not going to say that book launchers will ever help you get a number one on Amazon because that's, uh, you know, it was just a whole bunch of things that all hit at once. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was pretty phenomenal and it felt really good to kind of be like, Hey, take that Wiley. Cause have you even put a book to number one <laughs> in real estate? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you took that and then what, how did you get now to book uh, book launchers? 
Yeah, so that because of the success of that book, uh, a lot of people started asking me questions about what I did and how I did it. And again, going back to my sales background and my sales mentality is, you know, if people have a problem and I can solve it, then I always try to help them. Uh, But at the time, you know, I was full into real estate and and also running a real estate education and training company. And I didn't have time to help people with their publishing problems. So I just started shooting YouTube videos, you know, something near and dear uh, to to your world. (laughs) is is video marketing but it wasn't even marketing it was just for me a way so that I didn't have to tell people I can't help you I would say hey listen I've shot you know 15 videos answering all these questions go watch them and you know it just they just started to create more and more questions <laughs> And a little bit by bit, when we decided to move to the U.S., and I was looking at, at what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people, uh, I, you know, I love story. I love helping people with their writing and their books. And I've, I've helped so many people just just because they ask me for help and I want to help them with their books that I decided I wanted to have the team and the support to actually really be able to help people with their books. And so I created Book Launchers. Awesome. And you know what? I think it's funny you say that because you're like, I'm not doing video marketing, but you're actually were doing video marketing the right way. It's just because most people do it the wrong way because they get out there and try and make commercials and sure. you're, you're, you're just providing value. Just like you always, you know, I, that's such a good point. It's just, if you go and provide value, you have nothing to run from, right? True value. And, mm-hmm. you're, and you're just giving everything out there, which I think is fantastic because eventually, you know, I mean, I know probably as much, about publishing a book is almost everyone, you know, and I still have a hard time doing it. And, you know, right now editing our new, my new book, but perfect video case study. And, you know, I know everything about the subject. It's not like I don't know the subject. I know everything about writing a book and I'm still stuck in the editing process, right? You need that help. And, and if someone provides value. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so back to book launcher. So it's, it's, you know, tell me about the service because I'm looking through it and it seems to take care of the major problems. Yeah, I mean, one of the big things that I wanted to help people with was I really wanted to help people who want to write their book. Um, and again, because we're nonfiction, we're looking at uh, subject matter experts who probably aren't writers. You know, maybe they write the odd article, but, you know, these are people who have the expertise, but, you know, they don't consider themselves a writer in, in any respect. So I really wanted to help support them through getting that book out there. And so the big first thing is we have a writing coach. And it's kind of cool because you, you were talking about, we were talking about the story and how, you know, my crack house story is, is a great story. And one of the things that I think a lot of people do wrong when they write a book is they just, they throw a lot of really fantastic information into the book, but they, they forget the story and they also forget that how critical it is to have that low po- to have those low points that's where you get the real mm-hmm. drama and the story from it i know you talk about that on your podcast all the time is is the value of the story um but the, one of the very first questions the writing coach asks everybody is what was the low point you know what was the low point and okay when else when else were you low like he really digs in to find that juicy stuff because that's really what makes a great story so so that's really where it all starts then we take you through the middle piece which everybody needs and some people skimp on or some people get bogged down in which of course is you know copy editing co- sorry content editing then copy editing then a proofread then going into the interior layout and design and cover design all the way through to marketing 
and I wanted to have a company that that covered all the way all the way through to the end, where we're not just publishing and helping you, you know, figure out your platform, but we're also promoting. Because a lot of authors also don't think about how they're going to sell their book until their book is done, and the time to think about selling your book is when you start writing your book. Awesome, and that this is all. I mean, valuable advice. And like you said, the most important part in a story for most stories is that conflict. Because, it, you know, th- that's what people pay attention to. And then they'll uh-huh. pay attention to the rest of the story. You know, and, you know a, a happy story is like, eh, of course you're telling me a happy story. But, you know, your story right there where I was laughing and then I felt really like a horrible person. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a story people listen. Anyone that listens to this podcast now is never going to forget that. Yeah. They, they, they probably won't remember 90% of the important stuff. But they'll remember that and they'll be like, Oh, and then if when it comes time now, you've just also set an anchor that if two years from now someone's like, oh, I remember on Ian's show, someone bought book launch, you know, books, and that was a really good podcast, you know, and and all I have to do is look for the employee on house arrest that punched someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they have to Google Krakos. That could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, I, I talk about. This, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. Just on a side note, but uh, because doing SEO for attorneys for so long, if Google like looks at my search history, I look like the worst person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like how to get? You know, I'm like searching like rankings for like how to get off murder charges and child <laughs> pornography, and like, I'm like. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, I, Listeners, now you know something else. Um, <laughs> so when most people come to you, how long has Book Launcher been around? Uh, we just launched in 2017. So we're we're new, um, but uh, we're full on. We've got lots of authors that we're working with now, and it's and we're having a lot of fun. We're we're kind of at the manuscript phase with some of our with some of our clients now, which is which is really cool. Yeah, and I, I think that's fantastic. And I I love that you do this service because I really think, you know, I've worked with a book coach, an awesome book coach, and we did an episode before, Lisa Tenner. Um, and I, I really think the writing process, even if you don't publish your book, which I haven't, a few of them, it, it's so good for your business. It's so good because it makes you think about those stories. It gets them into your the way you speak. It, it, it prepares the way you provide that value, and it helps you to simplify it. So even if someone didn't publish the book, you know, this is great. But once someone does publish a book, I mean, how, how do they make sure it's, how do you make sure it's successful? Well, there's, there's unfortunately no guarantee. Like that's, that's the thing, you know, people are always like guaranteed. If somebody's guaranteeing your book is going to be a bestseller, <laughs> there's a gimmick, right? There's some sort of a gimmick. They're going to game the system. And, you know, if, if all you want is to be able to post on Facebook and say you were a bestseller, then cool, go for it. But if you want your book to actually hit readers and have results, then, you know, the biggest thing is you focus on what's most important to you. And so as a business person, thinking about your goal, are you doing this because now you want to be a paid speaker? Are you doing this because you want to get clients in a certain industry? Uh, and think about that particular goal and who is going to read your book and what makes you unique to write the book that those people will want to read. And if you put all that together, then if you define success as my business grew, you know, 10 times as a result of this book, or now I'm getting paid $5,000 to speak where I used to speak for free, then your book will, if you've planned it out that way, your book will more than likely be successful. Um, You know, trying to say I'm going to be number one overall on Amazon 
like I said, it was it was really a lot of things happened all at once that were lucky for that to happen. And it would be very hard to repeat that over and over again. Um, but making a book successful for you so that it achieves your goals, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and that's that's crucial. I mean, it's crucial in marketing and book. A book is a piece of marketing for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to. I I, I love books, so I never want to diminish it to call it you know a business card or just like a brochure because I you know no. I, I I treasure them. But at the same time, it's the smartest piece of marketing you could ever have because if you have a printed book and you give it to people, I mean, unless they hate the book for some reason, they're going to keep it. They're going to sit it on their desk. They're going to put it on their shelf. They're going to pass it to other people. And they paid you for that book in a lot of cases. So you got paid to give them marketing material that lasts for years. And that's a good point. What's your opinion on nonfiction books and the pricing structure of them because it's i get a lot of these questions too like you know should i you know give it away for free or should you know cheap or should i make it expensive and make it valuable how do you how do you reconcile that i mean it, it, it's one of those things where it really depends on the author and, and what they want to achieve from it. So it's hard to answer it from a generic perspective. From my own perspective, when I write a book, I pour my heart and soul into it and I give, like, I just give and give and give value. So for me to give it away for free, unless I'm speaking, you know, and it's part of that kind of, you know, come to this talk and you get this book. But, you know, on Amazon, I'm not a fan of pricing it low. Um, I'm going to price it, you know, $20 or wherever my, my competition is pricing it. And my competition, because I'm publishing a book that is as good as anything published by a traditional publisher, my, my competition's probably pricing it, you know, somewhere between $16 and $25. And the way I look at it is you're getting thousands of dollars worth of value in this book. So you can pay $20 for it. That's awesome. That's and that's a great mindset. I think that's a crucial one because everyone thinks about the pricing structure for selling books instead of the pricing structure to how you feel about the book. Well, the other thing is, you know, how much? How do you feel about a book that you got for ninety nine cents? Do you value it like you value a book that you got for twenty bucks? Okay, yeah, I mean that's it's it's so important, right? I'm, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, because there's a lot of ninety nine cent books I have that I'm like, eh, and I have read right, but. uh yeah, that's that, that's such a good good point. Now, here's another question I have. It's it's an argument that I've had across like many authors. Um, I know you. Do you guys do audiobook stuff at all? Not yet, but I, you know, it's a place where the market's really really going. So I think it's something that we will be adding. What's your opinion? Do you, do you have any audiobooks of your own? Yeah, I have one. My second book I did in in an audiobook. Did you read it? Did I? Yeah, I did. <laughs> in a closet, no less. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I mean, and so as a nonfiction author, if you're going to do an audiobook, it, and this is your brand, this is your business, right? It sh- I think it should be your voice, which is why I tortured myself for two weeks reading it and then had to go back and do, uh, you know, retakes on some of the stuff and read more of it. Um, but yeah, is that where you were going with the question? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I've heard from some people like you get a, a, a professional to read it, right? But then for me, it's it is it's such a personal thing because I'm listening to this thing for five to ten hours, and that person's in my ear for five to ten hours, and I feel like now I feel like you know some of these audible guys that keep doing the the voiceovers over and over again are the authors of this book and they're the mm-hmm. authority to me. Whereas like now Malcolm Gladwell's voice, because I've listened to his book so much when I listen to his podcast, I mean like he's like an old friend, right? I've never yep. met him. Uh, 
and I, I agree with you completely on that. Uh, you know, it, I think it's it's a value piece, especially if you're using it for nonfiction for your work. Um, it's crucial. Um, that's awesome. That is so cool. So you, when it comes to everyone thinks about, you know, besides publishing book, I want to get a big deal or I want to self-publish and sell a ton of them. And you have a resource for actually selling books, right? Books, booklaunchers.com uh, slash sell books. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you bet. So that's uh, eight ways to sell a thousand books for under a hundred dollars. And these are really the best ways that I've found that are almost free uh, to sell a ton of books. And I I think, again, you really have to start planning the sales before you even start writing your book. Uh, But, you know, and so a lot of this is relationship building because the best, uh, the best sales tool are the people who are uh, in your industry, but not competing with you. So if we're going to go with that real estate example, uh, part of the reason my book did so well was because there was a lot of realtors, there was a lot of mortgage brokers that were saying, clients, you have to read this. You know, and they bought boxes and boxes of my books to give to their clients as a gift. And that's a great marketing tool. But you can't, you can't have your book and go say, hey, hey, buy 100 copies of my book. You need to build relationships so that when your book comes out, they are going, yeah, yeah, I want to give your book to every one of my clients. So that's some of the tips that you'll get inside of there and, and some other tips of ideas to just help you sell a lot of books. Awesome. And now, besides selling books, um, what do you? Where do you feel is the biggest roadblock for most people in writing a book? Is it just getting the first draft done? Is it the editing? Is it copy editing? Is it uh, where? Where do you? Where are you seeing the biggest roadblocks? <laughs> well, I should ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the roadblocks all across the board, so. <laughs> And that is the thing. Like some people find the roadblocks all the way through. One thing I do find makes a huge difference is, I mean, a lot of people say selling the book is hard. And and I think think actually selling can be more difficult than actually writing it uh, if you haven't planned it all out. And I think a lot of the problems get solved if you spend a good good portion of time at the start planning your book. So figuring out clearly who is your ideal market and planning out an outline that will hook people and keep them reading and, and have them talking about your book. Uh, again, it's not just, you know, it's not just a brain dump of information. What's going to be interesting? What are you, what's your unique spin on each of these chapters? And if you do that in advance, it'll be way easier to write the book. And then you're going to have a whole bunch of juicy stuff to use in your marketing. And so it'll be so much easier to sell your book. But a lot of, a lot of people are, you know, these are a lot of type A entrepreneurs and they just, they're just like, I'm going to write a book. And they sit down, they just start writing and, and I'm totally guilty of this. My second- oh yeah, me too. <laughs> and my second book, I ended up tossing a whole bunch of stuff because I wrote wrote it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is crap, and this doesn't work, and this isn't good." Um, so yeah, now I'm writing a third book, and I'm working with our writing coach, and I'm thinking, "Wow, this is taking a ton of time to get the outline done, but once the outline's done, everything else is going to be so much easier." Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's so true. I mean, that outline is crucial, and every time I skip a little bit of it, I'm like, "Oh." Oh, um, so if someone wants to get started, they go to booklaunchers.com, obviously. Tell me a little bit about your process. How does book launchers work? Yeah, we're membership-based, so you can come to us at any stage in your process uh, because as long as you're a member, we'll work on your book. That said, you know, it's really because I, I we do help you sell the book, so it's tough. If somebody comes to us halfway through and they don't want to make any changes to their book and we're saying, you know what, it's going to be tough to position your book, we need to adjust the angle, um, you know, if you... So really, it's better if you come either early on or you come with a complete open mind ready to uh, kind of shift 
and reposition your manuscript. Um, but basically, you we help you write it, and then from there, we take it and we project manage it all the way through to the end. And as long as you're a member, we're working on your book. If at any time you want to leave, it's all yours. You own it. You always keep 100% of everything, all the royalties. We set it up so you are completely independent of us uh, because there's some companies out there where you always have to come back to them to buy copies of your book or you mm-hmm. have to come back to them to make changes. And I really want you to be able to you know, 100% call yourself an independent self-published author. And so we set you up so that you can do that. Awesome. Awesome. And that's, and that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I, cause I, like I've had people on that do courses. I think what's really cool about books is, is they, it's a different audience. While there's some overlap between the online marketing courses and people that watch online, there is, there are people that like, I, I do all of them, but you know, people listen to podcasts. A lot of them don't read at all. And then there's a lot of people that read that that's all they do. So, I mean, I think it's crucial. Uh, Tell me a little bit about like some of the people that you're working with right now and any success stories that you guys have. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the cool things just playing off the podcast thing is, is we actually have a lot of clients who have podcasts. And what we found is they're actually a really cool, uh, the podcast listener is a cool uh, kind of audience to reach out to because while a lot of them don't read, there is this chunk of people that are listening to you that may never read your book, but they'll be so excited for you when your book comes out that they'll buy it. And they'll also just buy everything you put out there and you have a platform. And here's the cool part, as a podcaster, you already have a lot of content. So what we're finding is we're getting a lot of podcasters who want to use a book to elevate their credibility, also grow their podcast and repurpose a lot of the content that they have from their podcast. So that's one of the really cool things is if you've been creating content, whether it's videos, because you can always get your videos transcribed, uh, or podcasts, or, or you've been writing articles, all of that stuff can be used and repurposed and put into a book. And so we're finding a lot of people coming to us that have those kind of things that they want to now get help to. They know they can't just slap it all together and call it a book and have anybody want to read it. Um, so we're helping them kind of find that thread that gives that book a hook so that people want to read it and carry it through. So that's that's where we're at. We don't have any, I can't tell you of a whole bunch of success stories because we're in the manuscript phase with our clients because we're new. Um, yeah. But that's the, the cool part about working with a new company is we are way more affordable right now than we will be in a year. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Cause your pricing is very affordable for what, for level of work that you do, because I mean the pricing that you have on here for any one of these services, there's a lot of people that charge that year for that for a year, what you guys charge uh, for a year, they charge that for one of those services. So yeah. I think that is awesome. Awesome. Um, but you know, it, a good point too, and I, you know, pulling back a little into process is I, you have people to the manuscript phase, right? And you've also told people it's right and wrong. And I think there's a lot of success inside of that because those are little successes all along the way of of writing the book that I think are crucial. Yeah, everyone wants that end success of like, oh, it got me a million dollar deal or whatever. But even just the thought process of moving through this and organizing your thoughts, I think is crucial, crucial, crucial for anyone's business and marketing. And I think that's it's an important thing that you got to the manuscript phase. Now I'm excited. Yeah. And it, just to play off that, you know, it is true because when you go to talk to clients now or potential clients, you have sales and stats that you never had before, right? You know, from those manuscripts you haven't published, you have stories that you've refined and even other material that you can use, even if you never publish that book. Now you can talk about it in podcasts, you can submit articles into other sites. So you've got a lot of material when you hit the manuscript phase. 
Awesome. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's, and you can use it everywhere, right? It's mm-hmm. just because it's in your book doesn't mean it can't be a blog post. You look at Tim Ferriss, you look at Ryan Holiday, you look at all these guys, you could probably find their entire books. I know you can throughout the internet. Like in, in a blog post here, blog post there, blog post there, blog post there, but the book brings it all together and people still buy it. They still sell millions of books. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who wants to go try and track down all that material anyway when you can get it all nicely packaged up for 20 bucks? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And the person that you know wants to go track it all down probably isn't a person that you want to work with further <laughs> down, down the road. They, they obviously have too much time on their <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to argue with with you about the uh, Oxford comma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes I, I actually do have people who have submitted comments to my blog posts who <laughs> oh yeah people are really passionate about that comma <laughs> it's, it's, people are passionate about some interesting stuff um yeah i, I won't get into that right now um but uh, i love what you're doing uh, who all can you tell me about types of clients that you're working with right now some of the things that the projects you've got going on yeah, you, well, it shouldn't surprise you, given my background, um, that we have a handful of real estate books that we're working on, Canadian and American real estate books. Uh, but we also have you know people in the health and fitness industry, some really cool uh, industry disrupt, disrupting type personalities, uh, which is really fun to work with people who are a bit contrarian. Uh, so we've got a couple different books in that industry, uh, a few natural health, uh, and uh, we've got... I'm just trying to think of who else we're working with right now. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, we've got a memoir, a really cool memoir. Uh, she She's basically doing it as a legacy to her uncle. And it's all about the Blitz in World War II and how her family grew up on this one street uh, involved in the Blitz. And her whole goal is that she wants to turn it into something on the screen. And so the, the cool angle that we have as well, being in L.A., is uh, you know our writing coach took a book on computers and turned it into a seven-year running TV series and has actually worked with many companies to take their kind of uh, advertising spin and turn it into shows and screenplays and things like that too. So we've worked with a lot of people or we're working with a lot of people to help them figure out, you know, could this become a book or will this become a book, but does it also have potential to then go onto a screen afterwards? And it's surprising that some of the content that can be screen worthy if you've thought through the stories. And again, the conflict and the drama like we've been talking about um you know the most mundane subjects can actually become movies and tv shows oh yeah it's just it's a it's a matter of putting it out there in the right in the right format because there's i mean there's a lot of interesting stories out there um and i tell businesses all the time they're like well i don't have any stories i'm like everyone has a story you're just not finding it and looking for it and you're you're overlooking it um so that's crucial. So uh, on a side note, well, not really a side note, uh, now that you have book launchers out there, right, you're, you're essentially a startup for right now. Um, uh, what are you doing to market? How are you marketing booklaunchers.com? How are you making it different? Uh, I'm doing a lot of podcast interviews. Uh, that was partly because uh, when I was pregnant, I, I built this company while I was pregnant, and now I just have a, a baby. He's now six months old. So uh, awesome. I, I don't want to be schlepping myself all around the country as it is when we travel. My husband gets to sit in the hotel room with the baby, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't apparently his idea of a good time. So mostly I try to find marketing that will connect with, with the, those people, the entrepreneurs, the subject matter experts. And I find 
that podcasts are a great place for that. Um, we just went to the podcast movement, did that trade show. And uh, I do online marketing, of course, because that's my background. But I find I like to connect with people. So I focus on you know speaking and podcasts and, and events where I can really connect with people and talk to you a little bit about your book um, before you dive in and get started on it. Awesome. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, are you planning to do any video marketing? Oh, yes, of course. I forgot about the most important thing. I am absolutely, and I'm actually just rolling out a whole new uh, a whole new look and feel for my videos, uh, which, you know, showcase my quirky personality and my baby. <laughs> awesome. You know, if you've got a baby, I mean, all the, all the advertisements are dogs and babies, right? I've got both, so I'm going to work it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny to me, like, my son Max is in, a, in all, like, a lot of our videos, and they always get, obviously, a thousand views and whatever. Um it's funny. I mean, I don't know. I guess people want to be private, but like your child hits thirteen, they're not going to be private anymore, right? They're going to be on all their friends' social media. So, uh, I think that's great. I think that's awesome that you're doing that. So that, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, very, very cool. Well, Julie, if anyone wants to get started, they just go to booklaunchers.com. Yeah, you bet. There's a newsletter there, so you can sign up for that. And if you ever want to talk to me, you just hit reply to that. It goes directly to me, not not to anybody else on my team. Uh, and if you want to chat about your book idea, then just you know hit reply to that, and that'll that's probably the fastest way to get in touch with me. Um, otherwise, check out the information on booklaunchers.com. And if you want to see my new videos, you can go to my YouTube channel, juliebroad.tv, and uh, check out my my new look and feel of my new videos. Very cool. I'm excited to see those and see, see how they work and see what you're doing with them. Uh, Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Ian. It was so much fun. I'm, I really appreciate you having me. All right. Awesome. And, and thank you all for listening to Julie and I and taking us on your journey. It's been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. <laughs> 